Hey, it's your girl Brittany, and welcome to the Anchor Playlist, where we encourage, strengthen, and challenge believers to be anchoring the Lord through a playlist of biblical lessons. And today's tap is, what can you do? And I ask you that question because there's a lot of times we depend on God to do everything for us, but there's sometimes he's depending on us. And this goes back to that healthy balance. Of course, we should rely on God, but we also should be willing to be active participants in whatever we're asking him for. We should be active participants in the journey or in the request or whatever it is that we're asking God to do. We should be willing to move with him. If he says go left, we should be going left with him. If he says go right, we should be willing to go right. So again, the question is, what can you do? And I'm reading from Ephesians chapter three, verse 20, that says now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. And this is a scripture that encourages me to ask God for my heart's desires. This scripture encourages me because it demonstrates how powerful and mighty God is. The fact that you can ask him for your wildest dream. And if it's according to his will, he has the power to exceed what you've even asked him for or what you could think of. And I know this is a scripture that we've heard many times, but there's been seasons where the latter part of the verse stood out to me more than the beginning. It says, according to the power that worketh within us. And this scripture truly convicts me because it makes me ask, well, what can I do? Oftentimes we focus on God doing the work without applying ourselves to our own growth. I found that we want to grow, but we don't want to participate in the progress. We may say things like, God, just tame my tongue. And yes, he can tame your tongue, but you have to be willing to humble yourself down enough to keep your mouth closed. Lord, let me grow spiritually. But at the same time, you got to get into the word. Lord, help me get better on my job, in my finances, or in my relationship. But at the same time, what are we doing to make the changes? Yes, God can and will exceed whatever you ask him, but we have to be willing participants and be active in our breakthrough. But there are times when we feel like we can't participate in our growth because we're too weary. We're either too afraid because we've tried and we're discouraged, or You're trying and you're tired. So let's jump back to verse 16. Going in chronological order from verses 16 to 20 makes the scriptures make sense. Like it, it will give you more sense of what's going on and why he says he can do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think according to the power that works within us. So in verse 16, it says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit and in your inner being. And I want to tell you that God will never run out of resources to empower you with the strength through his spirit. God can empower you with strength through the word of God that will strengthen your heart. And he may even use someone to give you a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge concerning your situation. He will never run out of ways to strengthen you through his spirit. But the key to receiving the strength is with faith. When you ask God to strengthen you, you must know that you will only receive it through faith. And when we have faith, we believe that we are strengthened because believing is powerful. 
there was one time I was really tired. I was at the end of my rope and I said, God, by faith, I believe that you are strengthening me. And I said that because I had a laundry list of tasks to do and it was already nine o'clock at night. And I said, God, I know you're going to strengthen me. And since I believed, I was able to proceed with hope and strength. And I felt it. The Bible says that he gives us inner strength because your inner strength will sustain you. Anytime you grow spiritually, mentally, emotionally, or even physically, it always starts with an inward change first. Then we'll be able to see the fruit of the change that we're making on the inside display on the outside through our actions and our words. So we want to be strengthened in our inner being. And so in verse 17, it says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love. And I'm going to stop right there because I want to highlight on the fact that Christ should dwell in our hearts through faith. And let me just ask you this question. Can you let someone you don't trust live in your house? In the same manner, how can Jesus make his home in your heart if you don't trust him and if you don't believe him? I know you guys have seen it in movies where there's been a couple arguing and somebody ends up saying, if we don't have trust, we don't have anything. And think about some of the things that they go through in those relationships when they didn't trust our partner. They were filled with doubt. They didn't believe anything that they said. And as a result, it's not a strong relationship. But it's the same way with God. But when there's trust, there's strength. You have to have something to stand on. The Christian walk is not easy. It's filled with up and downs. But as we mature, we fall deeper in love with Christ because we see his workmanship in us. So we may say, yes, I'm struggling, but I trust that God will work this out for my good. I don't know how, but somehow he'll work it out. So we want to be rooted and established in love. So established in love, then in 18, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And when you truly understand how wide, long, high, and how deep God's love is for us, that will strengthen your heart. God loves you so much that he's even going to purify you from the things that have tainted and hardened your heart. He loves you so much that even when we are faithless to him, he's going to remain faithful to us simply because he cannot deny himself. And I know you guys have heard me say that scripture over and over and over and over again. But that's a scripture that will encourage you because we're all fallen people. We're always going to fall short of the glory of God. But knowing that even in the midst of that, even though our righteousness is as filthy as rags, God is still faithful to us. That's powerful. And it's not because of anything that we've done. He loves us that much. And the Bible even says that God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. So in every good work that you do, he'll give you sufficiency. He'll make you enough in all of those things. He'll make his grace enough in everything that you do. And he loves us so much that he gives us protection. He loves us so much that he said he would provide all of our needs. When you think about how much God loves you, that will strengthen your heart because that'll make you say, well, if he loves me so much, 
and I'm going through a hard time right now, surely there's a reason in it. Surely he will deliver me. Surely he'll be there by my side. Surely the God that loves me will deliver me. And we have to know how deep the love of Christ is. And then in verse 19, it says, and to know that this love surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. To experience the love of Christ, we have to accept it. He loves us already, but we have to open our hearts to him. In Psalms chapter 34, verses 8 through 10, it's very powerful. It says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. And when we truly understand the love that God has for us, then we will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. We'll lack nothing. To be complete literally means that you lack nothing. We won't lack power. We won't lack anything that pertains to life because of his love that he has for us. And he wants us to know that the love that he has surpasses all understanding. And now again, we see in verse 20 when it says, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think, according to the power that works within us. And now we understand why he will do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. It's because he loves us. And understanding the love of God is truly our power. We know that we won't lack anything because he loves us. We know that we have everything that pertains to life and godliness because he loves us. We know that he's a shield and we can run to him. He's our strong tower. We can rest under his wings of righteousness because he loves us. But since you know how much God loves you, what are you going to do about it? Do you have enough faith to stand on his word? Do you have enough faith to stand on his promises? Do you have enough faith to believe in yourself and to believe on the call in your life? He loves you so much that he brought you to that. And he loves you so much that even if you're in a difficult circumstance right now, he'll bring you through it. He loves you so much that he said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. That's how much God loves you. And when we truly understand that, that's when a shift will occur. That's when our life will change. But you have to be willing to act yourself. Of course, yes, he can do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. But it's according to the power that works within you. Be willing to do something. God loves you, so you have no reason to fear. God is pushing you. He's preparing you out of his love. He loved you so much that he gave you that trial because it was working something within you. So what are you going to do? Are you going to quit? Or are you going to stand on his promises? Be an active participant in your breakthrough. Be willing to work and to move and to shift with God. When you truly know how much God loves you, you act differently. Because you may find yourself saying, you know what? I'm in a hard situation, but I'm going to press through. 
God loves me so much that he's not going to allow me to go through this situation for nothing. So let me work with him. Let me work with him because I trust him. I trust him because he loves me and he loved me first. He gave us another chance at salvation because he loves us. He's putting me through the fire because he loves me. He's going to purify my heart while I'm in the fire. He's going to remove some things from my mind, some of the ways that I have while I'm in the fire because he loves me. He knows where he's taking me and those attitudes, those ways, those thoughts, a heart in that condition cannot survive where he's taking me. And he's doing this because he loves me. And this makes me think about when a woman becomes pregnant and she has to go through around nine months to give birth to a baby. And while I'm not a mother, I've never had children before. I do know that this is one of the most excruciatingly painful um, processes that a woman could go through. But even in the midst of that, there's still a blessing in it. You're bringing life. God has blessed you to bring life into this world. It's painful sometimes, but you're bringing life. It hurts, but God is birthing something on the inside of you. And knowing that you have a blessing on the inside of you, knowing that you're pregnant with purpose, knowing that you're pregnant with something that can change the world, what can you do in that moment? Just because it's hard, she can't quit. She can't say she doesn't want to push the baby out. She has to keep going. She has to do her part to get to the blessing. And while we know that when you become pregnant, you don't have the baby the next day, it's a process. When God plants a seed on the inside of you, when he tells you that he has something for you, you may not see it manifested the next day. It may be a painful way to get there. It may be some trials and tribulations, some ups and downs to get there. But eventually you will. And God may be birthing something on the inside of you and you know that you're very close to the blessing that he has. You know he's about to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ever ask or think. You know that this is what you've been waiting for. But what can you do in this moment? You have to continue to push. You have to continue to press. You have to continue to believe. You have to continue to believe that he's making you endure this pain. He's making you go through this phase. He's making you go through this process because he's birthing something on the inside of you. And he is. There's something on the inside of you that he wants to get out. He's producing something. But work with him. What can you do? Push. Continue to believe. Continue to have faith. Ask God, what can you do in this situation? What can I do to get closer to my blessing? Is it anything that I'm doing that's stopping this process from happening? Oftentimes, when a doctor realizes that a woman is not pushing or she's getting tired, they'll coach her through. God is coaching you through right now. He's showing you what to do. He's shaping you to be someone who can lay hold of the blessing while knowing that God will help you get through this because he loves you. Allow his love to anchor you. But remember, look at it as an anchor if you don't use it. Tap in.